We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The app. Mahomes being pressured, moves to his right. They're coming from behind him. Now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium! Wilson out of the shotgun, center of the field. Karloftis comes on a rush, and Wilson will get sacked again. Third time in the game, it's Chris Jones. Second and goal to go for the Chiefs at the 10-yard line, leading 13 to nothing. Midway through the second quarter. And a screen pass right side to McKinnon inside the five. He dives to the end zone. And Summersholtz, touchdown, Kansas City. A play action fake. They're going to throw it. Now the pass is intercepted off the tip. Willie Gay Jr., 30-yard line, 20-yard line, 10-yard line, 5-yard line. Touchdown, Kansas City. Second down and seven. Chiefs over the middle. Pass will be intercepted. Intercepted on a middle throw intended for Kelsey. And the pickoff by Josie Jewell. Snap to Mahomes, again pressured. And dumps it over the middle, and the pass is going to be intercepted again. Kelsey walks in motion, blitz to the left of Mahomes. Mahomes holds it, fires it late, it's intercepted. Intercepted by Josie Jewell, his second of the game, third by Mahomes. There's three bad decisions. Mahomes turning right, now left, spinning, trying to keep the play alive. And fires it at the back of the end zone, caught! Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster, touchdown! Kansas City! I'm going to keep shooting. I think that's, that's what it takes in order to win. Pacheco up the middle, cuts it left, 40, runs over a defender, now two. Pacheco drives! He's got a first down! He gains 11 yards! to the Bronco 34-yard line, Isaiah Pacheco. The good, the bad, and the ugly from uh, from yesterday. Mitch oh, Holtis wow. on 106.5, the Wolf. What a what a maddening game. That, Should that, be talking yeah, about right? some really cool plays that happened. I mean, that flipped to, you know... Uh, Jarek McKinnon for a 58-yard touchdown or whatever that was. Unreal. That was unbelievable. I've never seen a pass like that before. The touchdown pass to Juju Smith-Schuster was one of the more unbelievable touchdown passes. Willie Gay doing unbelievable things yesterday. Hell, Isaiah Pacheco running the ball well. Jarek McKinnon playing good yesterday. High, three interceptions from Patrick Mahomes and the inability to throw a knockout punch. That's what we're talking yep. about today. Yep. That's exactly what everybody's talking about today because even yeah, the yeah, but the yeah, of all that, the, well, because the yeah, but, and you watch it, Josh, and it's now two games in a row. Well, really it's eight games in a row with a turnover now, which is just unacceptable. You know, if you're going to win in, in January and, and, and February, and that's kind of what we're talking about now is we've reached December. You have to start looking at the big macro picture and not the micro. And we talked a lot about that last week, the micro versus the macro, the micro yesterday is they won. Thank goodness. And got out of Denver with a, win that they should never have had to sweat it out like we should have been seeing the backup quarterback I mean there there really should have been you know like a Todd Collins sighting yesterday in that game they were 27 0 and 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 missed some opportunities yeah right exactly I mean, yeah that should have been a, <laughs> it should have been a blowout geez. yesterday I mean a major blowout yesterday but it wasn't and, and we sit here now and and we're watching something that I think for a lot of Chiefs fans is becoming all too familiar 
in a bad way, and it's the inability to throw the knockout punch. And that's all 100% to me on Andy Reid. He's been that way his entire career. Now, I don't know any game in Philadelphia that people will point to, but here in Kansas City, we've seen this a lot where you get yourself a nice sizable lead, and then all of a sudden, like that, that sizable lead is gone. We saw it in Indianapolis, you know, up 28 points in that game. Three times against the Bengals, we've seen, uh, you know, a lead go boom, gone like that. And then we saw it again yesterday, and we're lucky it was the Denver Broncos, Josh, as the opponent yesterday, because they showed the inability yet again to deliver that knockout punch. And for as much as Andy Reid has accomplished, and yesterday's win gives him 10 on the season, which marks the 17th time, third most all time, 17 times he's had 10 or more wins in a season. As a head football coach, he hasn't figured out how to finish someone off. He has not finished and figured out how to go out there and just deliver the 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 nail to the coffin, if you will. And at 27 nothing, there was no reason that any of us should have had any stressors whatsoever in that game. I don't want to hear it's the NFL. The Denver Broncos were complete and total ass and couldn't score more than 24 points in a game. There was no reason they should have been in that game yesterday. And to me, the inability to deliver that knockout punch is something that I think is frustrating a lot of fans, and I think it kind of came to a head yesterday. The Chiefs, as they move forward to the rest of the season and into the postseason, have got to develop a killer instinct, and they have to finish off an opponent. Because if that's a good team that's playing yesterday against the Chiefs, we're talking about a loss this morning, Josh, and we're talking about a game that got away. We're lucky it was the Denver Broncos. Andy Reid, the rest of the way, you got to develop that killer instinct and go out there and just bludgeon someone. Yeah. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth a lot I today. Think we, I, think, I think we both are. I yes, think, yes. I think I just, I'm just going to like lay that out there because part of me says, yes, absolutely. And then the other part of me says, that wasn't a playoff game. It's December. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got, you got games to play yet. Sure. It's, it's not over. They're not a finished product. Um, but we've seen these type of games in January and in the playoffs. I know. That's everybody's worst case scenario. Right. Um, games are going to lay out completely different in the playoffs. Do I think that they coasted? Yeah. Yeah, they did. I think they got up 27 nothing, and they, they thought like everybody else thought. I mean, if you just saw Chiefs Twitter, and I was checking a little bit at like halftime, and like Denver Twitter – I mean, Denver Twitter was all self-deprecating. Like, all of their beat writers, like, uh, you know who's warming up right now? The interim coach, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I mean, it was it was bad. It was bad. And then the Chiefs side of things is like, well, when's Henny going to get in, you know? Right. Henny's, when's Henny going to play? And, boy, they're going to – and I'm like, it's not usually how it happens, one. But also, like, you got – then you – I think they fell into that trap, too. Like, it was too easy. You're up 27 nothing with – Four and a half to go. Like, it's done. It's mm-hmm. over. And then they got a little cocky. And then they got a little wobbled. And then Denver got some life. Right. And Jerry Judy came to life yesterday. Boy. Yeah. Jerry Judy. How he wasn't ejected after hitting an official, I don't know. That's unbelievable. That's 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 an ejection. It's certainly a flag. Right. It, it might be an ejection. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a flag. Yeah. He goes and bumps the official the and, and yells at him. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Nothing. Uh, but their crowd, like the official rode, almost apologized to Jerry Judy, rode the way, rode the wave of emotion from booze to cheering to, and fake cheering Bronx cheering. Yeah. And it, 
it was a tale of two games, and it shouldn't have been. Right. It, it should have been. It should have been a, a blowout. It should have been. Boy, we put the nail in the coffin of Nathaniel Hackett and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, and blow that whole thing up. And the Chiefs fell into that. And then I know Andy Reid's ultimately to blame, but so is Patrick Mahomes. So is Mahomes. Yep. I mean, Mahomes. We were joking before the show. That was Mahomes. Uh, they thought was going to be a, a rookie. That's right. That was that what was, we that were was told. He that was, was what be. everybody told you. Oh, right. look out, Favre. Right, and that was Favre. Yesterday, yesterday. was Favian. Yeah, it really was. First time, really and this really, this career yeah, we've it, seen Favian. It, really, it you know? really was. I didn't like it, but but not being able to throw the knockout, then the defense can't seemingly do anything mm-hmm. as well, and you have a close game when the, when it shouldn't have been a close right. game. Sometimes you can you can live with a close game. Like okay. Um, this was closer than we thought it was going to be, but the way that happened was the part of it's 27, nothing to that team. Shouldn't be a close game. No, they should have surrendered. If yeah. If it's like, I thought it was going to be, or feared that it was going to be going into the game, which is like, it's going to be like a 14, 10 at halftime mm-hmm. and they're going to be hanging around. You're like, okay, it's a close game. Not this. No, you're up 27, this, nothing. The game's got to throw over. the knockout. Y- you do. You got the first deliver. half. You make them go away and you're, you're ha ha ha. And no one's got helmets in the second half, and a bunch of reserves are playing. That's exactly right. And yes, do they need to develop a better killer instinct? Yes. Um, do they need to to clean up a bunch? Yeah, I think there's I think there's more to work on than we probably gave them credit for in the mm-hmm. early part of the uh, the the campaign. But the good news is, you look at the schedule. I'm like, I still see four regular season games to go. Correct, a lot. I yes. don't have to be playing playoff football right now. Right. Um, you have to win games to keep your seating to then earn that spot in the playoffs. And then hopefully in the playoffs, you're playing at a level where you've cleaned up some stuff, but I, I don't have to be doing it. It would be great if they were steamrolling through December. Mm-hmm. They don't have to right now. They have to win games and right. they won a game yesterday. So again, I'm going to kind of be on, on both sides of the fence on, on this, this one today because there's time, but yeah, I have frustrations with a lot that went on yesterday. Yeah, too. It, it was, I mean, you're sitting there watching the game as, as a fan and you're up 27 to nothing. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. And then all of a sudden it's 27 to seven. And then it's 27 to 14. And you're like, all right, who's going to come out here and make a play. Who's going to stem this tide. And that's where I look on the defensive side of the ball. And there was a good series by Chris Jones. He had stuffed to run and got a sack on back-to-back plays. I'm like, all right, that's what you're supposed to do. But when your team needs a big play on defense, who's the guy that's going to step up and make that big play. It needs to be Chris Jones. He needs, Needs to do a better job in a situation like well, that on the he, defensive side of the ball, did. you know. Well, yeah, he forced he, the, inter- he, he he forced the he forced game interception. interception. Yeah, he he made a couple of plays so yesterday. But you're calling him to make a play. He made a, he made a play. Yeah. Now he, I, I you're I think you're way off on Chris Jones. I I really do. I, I that guy's a beast. I think that they all told need to be playing better on defense, and they need to certainly get on the same page on defense because mm-hmm. they ain't. Nope. Um, but. You you want Jones to make a play? He did. He I'm did. like, what I, more can yeah, I get? I, I, like, I, you know what? You know you what? I somebody want? to make a play in a I, close game. Yeah. Well, that was a close game, and he hit the quarterback who popped one up in the air for an easy interception. That was Chris. That was all Chris Jones. I want them earlier in the game, and I want them a lot more often. And, and, and maybe it is just the way that I'm I'm viewing it too. You know, I'm I'm viewing it from the mindset of. I expect a Lawrence Taylor. I expect a Derek Thomas because those are the expectations that were kind of set forward, in my opinion, anyway. And I think for a lot of fans, anyway, by Chris Jones. I mean, once you sign the deal, once you declare yourself as one of the best and do all the talking, 
you got to get live up to that stuff. And on defense, when a big play needs to be made, yeah, he did. He got that big hit that popped the ball up in the air. He made back-to-back plays. I just want to see it more consistent. And I told you before this show that I, I, I feel like Chris Jones is like either your wife or your, your girlfriend or somebody that you've been in a relationship with that's been really, really good. Maybe your but, employer. But maybe your employer. Yeah, there's no question about that. You, yeah, you get, you get to a spot, though, where you're just like, you know what? I think it's time we all just kind of move our separate ways. I still like you. I still really value you and whatnot. But I feel like for me anyway, no matter what Chris Jones does, it's not going to be enough. Like, I feel like I am there with him. And that could be a me problem. But I think it's. A, I think it is. I, I think it, I think there's a there's a there's a grouping of the fan base that's on my side with that as well. While there's a grouping that's on your side as well. Right. I'm saying Neither, McKinney, I'm saying I could I could name you four. I can name you four or five plays that were huge going up 27 out that Chris Jones made. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go. You know what I mean, like he 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 stopped people. Yeah. After McKinnon, we all were going, "Oh my God, McKinnon!" and the no look pass. Right. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, no gain on a second down, mm-hmm. sack on third down. Punt. That was a big gets big him the series. ball back yes, right away. That was big right there. That very was next, big. very yep. next series. Uh, yep. Chris Jones hurts their running back. Yeah. Two plays later, we get the Willie Gay interception. Sure. Yeah. Like a no, another no gain in the backfield. Um, no, I thought Jones was awesome. Yesterday. Okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm just going to be, I don't know, more. Critical. Then he got in it with a coach, which was, oof. oh, did he really? Yeah, How did yeah, that go? Yeah. Which coach? Uh, there, uh, there, was the coach a, there was a coach that threw a tablet yesterday. Let's uh, just say uh, that. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, you can't yeah. have the tablet. I don't know if the tablet throwing, broke but, or not, but but I think I think in a game like that, a 27, there was nothing, a lot of there was a lot of emotion once the lead started to evaporate. I I, I would imagine, yeah, yeah I would imagine yeah. so. But their heads were not, not prevailing, not prevailing, not prevailing for a while. yesterday. But I think when you get in a spot like that, you're up 27 nothing. You expect the game to to be finished, and and they just didn't do it. And and that's for me the biggest takeaway from this game. I'll put is, way more on the quarterback today than I'll put on Chris. No Jones. question, no question, thousand percent. Quarterback Patrick played Mahomes them into that game yesterday. Played them in that game. Yeah, he 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 did not play well in yesterday's ball game. And and, and and I think also too though when you're up twenty seven nothing you got to find a way to deliver that knockout punch and that's the biggest thing that this team needs to develop as they move forward for these last four games of the regular season and into the playoffs please develop a killer instinct and you are a kind of a a reflection of your coach Andy's got to develop a killer instinct we've got to see that killer instinct come out where they go out and just demoralize an opponent and you know what no better team to do it against than Houston. Go out there and win that one, forty-one nothing. Who actually played yesterday? I know they actually played yesterday. Was that, what a game! Was that like a Governor's Cup? Was there? Yeah, was that what was it on was the line? big. Yeah, Jarrah was down there, it man. It looked like the Governor's Cup was on the line. But, but you talk about giving away a game. I mean, you just felt like Houston was going to give away a game, and they did, yeah. and they gave it away. Yeah. But I mean, they they made Dallas fight for every single minute of that game. I don't yesterday. want any of that. I just want wanna, just I want a nice laugh. Yeah, we need a we need a. We still need that laugh. We, need a, we, we need were a headed that way yesterday. We need a drubber so that the naysayers can also go, that's a one-win team. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Nothing uh, to do about uh, that. They're eliminated. That was not an MVP-like outing. We'll get to that next. Tesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Friday at 7.30. Yes! On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs at the four, leading 27-21. 50 seconds to go in the third quarter. Tight triangle for the Chiefs. Wide to the right. Chiefs are four of eight on third down. Kelsey walking in motion, right slot. Mahomes turning right, now left, spinning, trying to keep the play alive. And fires it at the back of the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster, touchdown! Kansas City at 38 seconds to go in the third quarter. 
back in on a Monday, along with Bob Feskoff, Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, Meet Up Producing. We have a higher bar for Patrick Mahomes, and that's okay. Yeah, it is, it, and it should be. He it's set okay. those expectations for us. I would we didn't love, create them. I would love to be talking about his where two of his three touchdowns rank all time in his hierarchy because two of them were unbelievable of that level. Yeah. Was that like, was that flip pass to, to Jarek McKinnon better than the left-handed pass in Denver? I put a poll up for that. And, and, you know, and, and that was before he threw three interceptions, but you know, people were talking about whether that was better than the left-handed pass and debating that there was some good conversation going back. I mean, I, to me, my favorite touchdown for him is still that one in his first home game against San Francisco where he's running all over the place. And I think it was, was it DeMarcus Robinson in the back of the end zone or who was that guy they got right. from Georgia that likes star Wars a lot. Chris Conley. Conley. It may have been Conley. It was either Robinson or Conley that he threw in the back of the end zone. Like, whoa, that was that was unbelievable. You always love your first, right? You always remember your first. And that was my first, like, wow moment for Patrick Mahomes with a touchdown pass. But that over-the-shoulder thing yesterday was something I nobody's ever done anything like that before in the NFL. That was truly remarkable. No, it's ridiculous. Stupid, man. Ridiculous. And, and, and even that game, I guess you could call it the game-clinching touchdown at the end where he's running around and avoiding the rush and gets smashed by three guys and finds Juju's. Yeah. Yeah. Schuster in the yeah. back of the end Huge. zone, like amazing. Those, those are two I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. those are two like Unbelievable. those are two you could debate. Like, oh, where do they rank? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, um, he threw them in the game. Yeah, you mean Denver? Yeah, yeah, gave Denver the opportunity. Yeah, like we wouldn't be ta- we wouldn't be dissecting nearly anything if he hadn't thrown three interceptions that that played them right in the game. Right, we'd be talking about I Eli Drinkschlitz a lot this morning. He, yeah, his interceptions are the reason. That this is a less than satisfying victory. Absolutely. And that this was a sweat it out type game. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff's window dressing. Mm-hmm. The quarterback threw some bad balls yesterday. Yes. Just throwing behind receivers, trying to squeeze in windows for the first time, for him anyway, for that long a period, I'll call it arm arrogance. That's what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. When you think you can throw it anywhere. And we haven't seen him do that a lot. We've seen him do that like smidgen sometimes. Right. And a lot of times we'd be like, okay, well, you, you spun around, tried to make a play, and you threw an interception. Okay, that happened once. He had three of those yesterday. Mm-hmm. All three of those interceptions, bad interceptions. Bad interceptions. Okay. Well, one took a great play to make it, okay. Uh, Sertan's... Uh, Forearm interception. That was crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. But he also threw the ball well behind the receiver. Yeah, it wasn't even close to the guy. Right? He squeezes the window. Josie Jewell has two interceptions on Josie him. Jewell's got that dude's number yesterday, right? Wow. And as if he was invisible and then jumped in the play. Uh, the, the third one, though, I'm like, yeah, the second Jewell interception mm-hmm. is third one. But he's, he's trying to – there's a window there for a second, but unless you're throwing it 105 miles an hour, it's not getting there. Yeah, right. And I thought for the first time it was arm arrogant. Like I can just, I can just. You guys saw me throw the note look uh, underhand scoop to you know. Mm-hmm. Now I can just throw it anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Not really. No, you can't. And he played them into that game. And there's not a lot of times you throw it on Mahomes. I threw that on Mahomes. Yeah, they won the game. They had to sweat it out. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, there's a lot of mixed emotions in that locker room yesterday. They were oh. like. Whew. I mean, they're they're trying to be excited. They're trying to spin the positive of ten, but they all were like, "Oh my gosh, what the hell happened?" Yeah. Um, and the quarterback played him in the game. I mean, they're up twenty-seven nothing, and you mentioned 
The, the momentum turns. Momentum turns because the quarterback's throwing it to the other team. That's exactly right. And when you turn the ball over in the NFL, you're giving yourself an opportunity to not win a ball game. It is the single most important stat in the NFL. We can come up with all these advanced metrics and these things that, you know, semi-pro football out of focus is creating and stuff of that nature. At the end of the day, the turnover is the most important and telling stat in the world when it comes to the National Football League. And you can turn the ball over three times against Denver and escape with a win. And and, and I saw some fans like that yesterday and even today on the text. Well, he threw three interceptions and we still won. You're not winning a three-interception game in the playoffs. I don't care who you play in the postseason. You're not winning that game if Patrick Mahomes plays the way that he did yesterday. You can't turn the ball over against a good football team three times like that and expect to win the football game. And the other thing that happened yesterday, too, is that I believe, and not that I, I care, but like there's a monetary investment for a lot of people right now in Kansas City on this one, including yours truly. I think he threw away the MVP yesterday as well. I think he absolutely 100% threw away the MVP on Sunday. You can't win it tossing three interceptions against the Denver Bronco, a team, a Broncos team that has no idea which way is left, which way is right, which way is up, which way is down, and they're officially eliminated from the postseason. And Mahomes makes the amazing happen, as he did with that throw to Jarek McKinnon. But he also made mistakes yesterday. And when we start to look at what's going to happen in January and February, because that's kind of where my mind is now taken off. If you do this in January or February, can you win? And if Mahomes plays the way that he did yesterday, the overall package of the way that he played yesterday with those three interceptions, the Chiefs are not winning a playoff game with him playing like that. Mahomes on three bad decisions. Yeah, I mean, just... Just three bad decisions. Uh, if you look at them, uh, the, the first one probably just took the easy throw to outside, try to force it to Kels. Um, the, the the second one, I really was just trying to burn it, and the, he, I mean, he made a hell of a play. I was trying to just throw it away at someone's feet. Um, and then the third one was just it's bad, bad, just because the situation. Um, we're, we're in field range, especially here at altitude, and we if I throw the ball away, no one's open, so just throw the ball away and let Harrison end the game. But uh, <clears throat> luckily for me, the, the rest of the team stepped up. Um, defense made a lot of stops in, in critical moments uh, when we were putting them in some bad situations. Um, and I thought even my like special teams, they made the field goals. Tommy flipped the field a couple of uh, great times for us. Um, and um, the guys around me stepped up and made some plays happen. But I love the guy owns it. Yeah, he does, 100%. 100% owns and gives everybody else credit. Yeah. Again, that's go, why he's a leader. Then you go and take those things, and I'm sure, you know, Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy are coming and going, yeah, yeah, see, and we'll next time do try to do something like this. If you thought about doing okay. Right. Now you learn from it. That's it. Right. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That, but that's the first, and I, I used the term earlier, that was the first Farvian game I thought he's had. I think so, too, and, and that's like what we were told when he was drafted, yards, right? Three t- t- touchdowns and three horrible interceptions. Horrible interceptions. You know, yeah, it like, shouldn't have been a game. Like, that's Farv. That's how I remember Farv. That's exactly And then he won it. most of those games. He did, you know but I mean? he also threw away a lot of games in the playoffs. Correct. I mean, you, you look at Farv's postseason record, right? We talk about Aaron Rodgers and, and Farv underachieving in Green Bay with only the two Super Bowls between those two guys in a 30-year <laughs> span because Favre threw a lot of games away. I mean, go back to Brett Favre's final game, even as a Minnesota Viking against the New Orleans Saints. His interceptions cost his team the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. Those decisions can't be made in the playoffs. It's okay against Denver in December. It's not a big deal. But in January against Cincinnati, or in January now, if the season ended today, we're playing the San Diego Chargers. If Patrick Mahomes has three interceptions against the Chargers, the Chargers are going to win that football game. You have three interceptions against the Ravens, or three interceptions against the Titans, or three interceptions against the Bengals. You're not winning those games in January, and that's what it's about. It's not about escaping with 
with a win against a team that's been eliminated from the postseason with a head coach who's going to be fired before the new year. It's about how does this translate into the playoffs? That's the macro side. Micro, won a game, great, fantastic. Beat Denver, survive in advance, move on. Macro picture, big picture. Can he do that in the playoffs? If he plays like that in January, what's going to happen? They're going to lose. They're going to be bounced. And then everybody's going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's better to get it out of your system here's, now, here's right? The other side of my mouth that wasn't it. Right. it didn't <laughs> that wasn't yesterday? Right. It wasn't January. But exactly. But that that's yeah. why I'm talking about micro versus macro. Yeah. It is talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. But it's also explaining. Yeah, we won today against a bad Denver team. That performance in January against a playoff team ain't gonna yeah. cut it. So any any national person out there that said he was going to be Favre, this is your day. This is your Just day. Say, you got right, it. This right. is your this day. Is it. This, this is your it. day. You this got is it. exactly what, what I saw. We told you. <laughs> this is what we told you five years ago this <laughs> yes, would happen. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It did. So, First time in five years. This is happened. your day. Yeah. Go go have it, I guess. Uh, when Don't was, ever do it again. <laughs> when was it over? Well, we all know this week it wasn't. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't forget to catch Patrick Mahomes on the drive every Monday at 2.15 with CDOT on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 13 seconds left, first quarter, Chiefs are down by one. Mahomes being pressured, moves to his right. They're coming from behind him. Now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium! It was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown! They were all over him! And he just slings it under his hip to McKinnon for a 56-yard touchdown. Well, that's when it was over, Josh. That's when I sent the text message to make it a a very sizable lead at that point in time. I mean, it was it was one of those you know deals where you thought they they and I'm going to change the wording on this a little bit. Put the screws in the coffin. The screws are more 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 uh, sturdier than nails anyway. I don't know why we put nails in coffins. Let's start screwing these things together, holding together for all time's sake. But that's when they put the screw in the coffin. Problem right was there. they did put nails in. Yesterday. Yeah, they did. They, really all, they all popped out. Had you put screws in that <laughs> coffin, it would have held the Broncos together a yeah, lot more yeah, than yeah. putting a bunch of cheap nails in there, and they're all popping out and whatnot. And the dead guys getting one in the Ah, it's not a good situation. So that was it for me right there. And I think everybody kind of knew that was the situation right then and there. When uh, when that touchdown pass happened and Patrick Mahomes flips it over his shoulder like you've never seen anything like that before. You're the Denver Broncos who are on the uh, you know on the on the cusp of elimination at three and nine. How is that not that the screw in the coffin, right? How is that not the screw in the coffin yesterday for the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, I was getting texts from people. Oh, did you send it? It has to be after this one. Like People are into when the game over text was sent yesterday. And that's when it was sent yesterday after that play, because I don't know at three and nine, I figured they just, they, they were just going to deliver the knockout punch at that point in time and take care of business. Boy, did the boy, was I wrong? Josh, was I wrong with that? No, I mean, you were, no, you were, you were absolutely on. It just, yeah, they didn't do that. That 
No, they, they did. They but did even even that. the next drive, that's when Chris Jones had that big drive, big stuff on the run, big sack on the next play. Right. If quick three yeah. and out, you're getting the ball back. Well, and then then the next touchdown, it was one of those two touchdowns. Everybody felt it. Yeah, like this this game's cooked. Right. Midway through the second quarter, this game's over. Over. Done. Mm-hmm. They're laughing and smiling on the sideline. Great shot of Kelsey. Lean back after the game uh-huh. interception. Uh-huh. Game's over. Yep. Game's Done. over. Game is over at that point in time. Yeah. No, it was not. No. See what happened. See what happened. Yeah. See what happens is when you throw three interceptions and you give any team an opportunity, they're going to take advantage of it. And and Denver did. And I think at one point in time, in, in in a matter of like under four minutes of total game time, the Denver Broncos had scored twenty one points, and all of a sudden you went from twenty seven nothing to twenty seven twenty one, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my God, I don't like what's going yeah, on yeah. here. What's what what's what's going down here? Yeah, this, this isn't is good." Crazy. But no, uh, the and that and that play, the fifty six yard play, I love to gauge the reaction of the players because mm-hmm. we can all go, "Oh my God, I've never seen that." But I love looking at the players, and they're they have the look of, "Oh my God, I've never seen well, that." Where before. would they have ever you know seen I mean? anything like that before? They, they're allowed to be amazed, which yeah. I, which I like, which sure. I appreciate that it's not just well, it's just every day, you know. Because Kevin Durant would have been like, "I've seen this." This before. is the uh, uh, Caleb Williams probably said that too. He's not, Mahomes is nothing special. <laughs> um, <laughs> I took a nap on sun, uh, Friday afternoon and woke up to a text from our friend Zach Gelbert, CBS Radio. He goes, you may want to use this on yeah, Monday. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, thank you yeah, very he much, thinks Zach. He's Okay, good. <laughs> but they're they're all going, oh, my gosh, did you see that? I mean, they're they're allowed to be excited. It's not just, well, it's the NFL. Their right. plays made all over the place. They're like, no, that was a wow. That was a wow play. Do you think Mahomes makes that play if Caleb Williams didn't say he could do everything Mahomes yeah, could I do? do? Because Actually, I, I, do. I feel like that's one of those yeah. Mahomes is like in his head subconsciously <laughs> yeah. thinking, hey, Caleb, can you make this yeah. play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, like, did anybody ask Caleb Williams yesterday after that play? Yeah. Hey, could you make that play? Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that before? But no, you're right, talking about that play or the three picks, Caleb. Well, yeah, which, which one right. can you do? Because if you can do the three picks, yeah. man, that's which, not a big deal. No look hook pass. Yeah. Somebody or three picks. I mean, who used to shoot the hook pass? Like, was that like Dr. J back in the day on the basketball court, right? He was kind of the, the sky hook guy, or was that, that Kareem? Was Kareem. Kareem. Kareem? Was it Kareem? Kareem's, yeah. Kareem's mad right now that I didn't mention his name, right? Hell yes. Mr. Al Cinder yeah. out there is getting all hot and bothered. Yeah. Um, so so Kareem used to do the little sky hooks, right? That's what that was yesterday. That was Kareem-esque yesterday uh, by Patrick Mahomes. When did he get the nickname Batman? I missed that one. You're on the broadcast. I think Mitch has called him that before. Oh, I yes, think kind okay. of super, you know, superpowers or what have you. I mean, when you run out of superlatives, you just start yeah, listing yeah, superheroes, yeah, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing else to say. Like, what do the you say? The left-hand pass may have been a Batman, too. Okay, you know, okay. You know. But, like, for Mitch's sake, like, he makes a play like that. There's nothing Mitch can say to make that play sound any more unbelievable than it already was. Like, I feel bad for Mitch. He's like, what am I supposed to do to make that sound outstanding? Like, this guy's just unbelievable. You're like... There's nothing in the play-by-play man's handbook for, like, say this when a gentleman throws a hook pass to a streaking running back down the sidelines for 56 yards and a touchdown. There's nothing in the handbook that says this is how you have to react to that. And I thought Mitch did a marvelous job on it because you're trying not to laugh. You're going, oh, my God, what did I just see here at this point in time? And then... 56 yards later, it's a touchdown. He's Batman. He's Superman. He's Plastic Man. He's Aquaman. He's all the mans. And then think about the collective you when you're watching that play. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest with yourselves. How many of you cursed? 
Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch can't yeah, do that. Yeah, on the right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you try to describe that thing without Correct. without cursing. So Good luck to you. It, it, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I was very close to sending out a tweet. I don't normally curse on Twitter, right? I, I just don't. I did whatever. But I was I almost sent out a tweet that says, I don't normally curse on Twitter, but what the F was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how yeah. do you not let so. the expletives fly in that situation? Because there's nothing else you can say. No. There really is like, oh. Oh my God, you can go like that, but I don't even think that lends credence to what the F was that? Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, that's the way you would, you know. Yeah. You would I call mean, it on, your, on I, your, I, your own version of your Manning cast or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I did tweet it. I said, that's the greatest throw I've ever seen. And I, I don't know that that's an, like, it's the greatest throw because it's the most unique, different, strange, bizarre, weird touchdown pass. I've never seen. I've never seen anything like that before. Now, the left-handed pass was cool because Von Miller was, you know, bearing down on him, and he got that off, iced the game. The first, like, wow moment, I think we, like, wow, that was different, unique, weird, unbelievable for Patrick Mahomes. But that one yesterday, I, I, I everybody should have been, like, <gasps> with their mouth wide open because nobody's ever seen yep. anything like yep. that before. Yep. No, because he was, he was so committed to the run there, as you, you saw, you know, and then he brought the safety up, and... I don't ever – I've looked at the play about 25 times. I don't ever see him looking at McKinnon at all. Like, he realized where McKinnon was as he was running and the safety come up. It was just, like we said in the group chat, unreal. Unblinking real. The, the, the thing is, too, though, like, that's all instinct. Like, you, you can't teach that. You can't coach that. You can't develop that. You can't tell some kid to say, hey, watch this and see what Mahomes does. Now you do that. You can't do that, right? You just can't do that. And that's why he's different than everybody else. As bad as it was with the three interceptions yesterday, it's the plays like that that you can't coach or teach or anything like that, and he makes. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I would like to hear like seriously Andy's true thoughts on that behind closed doors. Like when he's meeting with Nagy and you know the rest of the crew today, and they're talking offense, and that door's closed. Do they look at each other and go, "Oh my god, <laughs> what the hell is that?" Like, do here? they do they enjoy that as much as the fans do, or is that just a play and you move on to the next? Oh no, I think you enjoy it, but you're like, well, I want to. You don't enjoy it publicly. Though. I don't have anything to do with that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't draw it up like that. Just go over there and look everyone off, and then. Throw it weird and get it to your guy and have it work. Uh, perfect throw. Can't can't really can't really do much of that. So the yin and yang of this game. There's that, and then there's the the negative. The right. game gets away from the Chiefs, obviously, and they have to hang on for the for the victory. Um, Frank Clark, um, I will say, pop back up on social media because we haven't seen him tweet for a while. He doesn't always talk either mm -hmm. after games. So he tweets out, "Terrible freaking game. We will get better as a collective." With late games in the season, it's imperative that we operate on the same page as one, in all caps, love. <laughs> and I got a chance to talk to Frank after the game, and he was kind of wound up, and uh, this game had a little bit of everything. Um, it's the NFL. You know, you're playing a highly touted quarterback in Russell Wilson. Um, mm -hmm. You're playing a good defense in the Denver Broncos. Um, they've been showing, you know, all year why. You know, they have a great defense, great DB, um, and Pat Sertain, 4-7, uh, that linebacker. He had a hell of a day today. Um, so, but just, you know, defensive have been playing good all year round. You can't sleep on certain teams, you know. Even though they're having a bad year, you know, things aren't, haven't been going the way that they want to go. Look at this. It's another short, you know, margin uh, victory for them that they've had to suffer for a loss. So, at the end of the day, 
Um, it was ugly out there for us, but it's the NFL. You know, and everything's not going to be pretty. Everything ain't going to be a blowout. Um, I'm positive, though. We got our 10th win. Um, a dub is a dub. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter how it looks. It just matters that you walk out of there with a W, and that's what we were able to accomplish today. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask you, was it as good as 27-0 was, or was it not as bad as when it got close? I mean, how do you, how do you take those away, or do you just have to take it all away? I mean, you take it all the way. I mean, you're going you're gonna to go into the first half and say, well, what we do the first half that got us into this position and, you know, we overlook everything. You know, it's a lot of guys across the board. You know, every time we come to Denver, it's some shit, You know what I mean? It's the elevation. It's, you know, guys throwing up. This guy's sick over here. It's always something in Denver. You know, I don't want to say it's the mountains. I don't want to say it's the elevation. You know what I mean? But, um it's the I feel like the team has a lot to do with it too the coaching you know you never want to take away from them as well you know and um, I feel like they did a great job in the second half they definitely beat us in the second half you know scoring 26 unanswered I believe it was forgot what it ended as but 26 whatever 24 whatever points unanswered until we finally was able to get off the field um you know that's that's good that's great that's great football you know it shows signs Russell got hurt and it kind of slowed him down but it shows signs to you know what type of team they can be in the future. And um, for us, we have a lot of things we have to do. You know, we got uh, Houston coming in next week, so we got a team that was playing some football today for most of the day against um, Dallas. And um, we have to get ready to go out against Houston and execute and play sound Chiefs football. That's uh, Frank Clark. The defense was running a little bit hot at, yeah. at a point during the game yesterday, too, where uh, the, the sideline was tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of people hot. Who's yelling the most? Um, well, Willie Gay went kind of good for him. Kind of hot. I like that showing a leadership role, right? Chris Jones seemingly went over and kind of checked him, and then Chris Jones got hot. So like it was it was like it was like putting out you know fires yeah, all over the place. Yeah. As soon as you get one out, like, for a, for a while there was some there was some defensive tension. Remember Frank when was, Chevy Chase took the damn tour and he put his gum in and the next hole sprung a leak? Was kinda, that kind of what it there, was like? It was out there? for a while. Okay, it was for a while. Frank Clark was a part of that too, and yeah. they were they were a bit frustrated about what was going on uh, defensively. They're still Could you struggling. Imagine if Tyron Matthew was involved in that. <laughs> well, it would be <laughs> looking around what everybody else is doing. You know, they're still struggling a little bit with consistency. So and. Uh, there was a feel they got away from what they were doing to be successful in that game. And that may have cost them defensively as well. Cause there were some, there were some, the, the turnovers obviously got them into the problems, but then the defense couldn't get out that screen, that screen play. That screen they ran. Play, yeah. You what watch that, that over and over again. You're like, Oh, somebody, Where was make, the safety somebody on that make play? a play. Like, nobody Dude did ran by everybody. It was the first play I can remember Nick Bolton, not making like, I, and I, he I got said blocked that out of the, he got blocked That's out of the, the first play. time in two years. Nick Bolton got blocked. Yeah. He got blocked <laughs> out of the play. And then every defensive back was, like, I don't know what they, they were doing. They were like on roller skates or something yesterday, doing. but that was not a good look. That play yeah. right there. Frank was on a roll. I couldn't remember how many points gave up. Uh, 21 was, unanswered. He was trying yeah. to spend it. We got our 10th win. I mean, that's right. That was a little Frank to me was very much the pulse of the locker room yesterday, which was, yeah, we won the game, but, but, and I think that's the way and most fans, fans feel today. That yeah. If you're walking around today feeling great because the chiefs went out there and escaped a win in Denver. Well, okay, fine. You're each to his own, but you got to view it and go, does this kind of performance cut it when the calendar turns to the January 
And the answer is no. My question is when Mahomes throws that second interception with 106 to play, why are we just going to a really bad prevent defense at that point in time, too, and allowing them to march down the field? What in the hell goes on in coaches' minds to run that stupid ass defense? Like, and Spags is king of it, too. Like I told you last week, he did it with the Giants, and I was ticked off at him one time when he took the Rams job. The first question I asked is, why'd you run the prevent last week against Dallas? Like, don't these guys ever learn? Like, seriously, like they sit around for 18 hours a day. You think somebody would say, hey, the prevent just defense, playing. don't do it. Just don't do playing. it. Stay aggressive. Like, I just don't understand the prevent defense. I'll never understand the prevent defense. And if that thing ends up costing them a game in the playoffs, see ya. KU basketball puts on the beat down and then MU's football coach steps in it. Next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Hey, this is Brett Veach. Please stop playing Brett Veach Town. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. No, we're not knocking on the door. We're busting in. that go? Uh, I'm going to so, tell you, I lost way too much money betting on Kansas to win that game over the weekend because we were looking at, you know, betting and making and hedging a little bit yesterday or Saturday. We had Kansas to win between one and six points, Kansas to win between six and 11, Kansas to win between 11 and 16 points. I had no idea Missouri didn't show up for that game yesterday. I guess that's what happens when you play division two opponents and walk around and tell everybody you're undefeated. And, they got housed. And then <laughs> Bill Self with a better team and a grudge. Yeah. You know, like, oh, God, yes. Like, yeah, there yeah, was going to yeah. be no doubt that if they had the chance to turn the screws, they were going to do it. They were going to do it. And they you did. I mean? And they did. I, yeah. I thought I thought the capper was um, Tim Jankovic's kid uh, drilling a three from oh, God, yes. the top yeah. of the circle yeah. in the waiting moments. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then he's like, Kind of, kind of jawing afterwards. I was like, "Oh man, right. he's got personal for uh, the former assistant's kid, right?" Yep, yep. yep. Um, uh, so to to have it kind of lopsided wasn't a real surprise um, that they were gonna kind of kind of tear into it, quiet the building too. Oh God, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean they were they were amped and ready to go, and it didn't didn't go long. No, and, the, the football coach put on a show though. Thank goodness then, for him. He was the best thing that happened to Missouri that day. Eli Drinkwitz. If you're a Missouri fan, aren't you embarrassed by drink schlitz? I mean, you got to be embarrassed well, by I this guy. I saw Carrington was tweeting about, yeah, kind of kind of that same vein. He was kind of embarrassed. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz holds up a sign that says five level one violation. From a six and six football coach. Okay. Yeah. Way to go, coach. I mean, I, I, I'm not under the belief that he penned it, brought it in himself and said, ha, 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 I'll do this. Um, who you think somebody did that and dared him or something? clearly like he, <laughs> he grabbed it from an antler, but then he like sh- showed it proudly. Yeah. I'm like, what is he had going a bunch of different on? signs though? Like what is going on here? So the, the football coach who I do like the, like the, the banter of it all. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. But there, there's a line, and it's six and six, and barely making a bowl game by surviving Arkansas on the last and, day of the and season. And you're holding a sign about someone else's NCAA yeah. violations. Come I was like, now. oh boy. Like, it got so bad that even Lane Kiffin. 
tweeted, Lane Kiffin can do stuff. Oh, he's a great troll. And yeah. and and he was like, come on, man. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> got to the point where Lane Kiffin's like, I wouldn't even do that. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty silly for the head coach to be doing that. Yeah, it really uh, was. You know, those, those are going to be the student section signs. Of course, no students problem. are fine, fine with that. The head football coach acting like he's a child, though. I mean, pretty, come on. Pretty bad. Pretty like, bad. He, he's had himself really a nice 10 days, Eli Drinkschlitz over there at Missouri. He's had himself a nice little run. Chickened out against Kansas, takes shots against Kansas, then shows up to the game in which you're getting housed at with signs that talk about NCAA violations. Like, that's the head football coach. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> Who's never played Kansas has never been part of the rivalry Might in his life. Be. May never be odds. He makes it to 2025. This game isn't played till 2025. Right. I don't he know. He may never play Kansas as the head football coach at Missouri. <laughs> this guy's leading the charge. Odds out are there. there's like a first year head coach that year. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Sure. There, there know. really could be right. How, how, how about, how about him though? As Missouri fans, what do you guys feel about that guy being the face of your program. You can't be real happy right I, now. I should find Carrington's tweet to exactly, but it was it was something to, to the effect of um, he does Lane Kiffin things without even being yeah, I did see accomplishing that, right? yeah, 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 Lane yeah, yeah. Kiffin things yeah. or something. So yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, <laughs> Carrington's not on board with this either. No, I don't think many Missouri fans were truly on board with that, you know. And and if you're the Missouri basketball team, this guy's got this action going on in the crowd. You're like, what are you doing, man? Like, whoever the Missouri coach is, he needs to go in and talk to this guy and say, hey, you can't be doing this kind of stuff, man. The athletic director, I don't know who that person is at Mizzou anymore. Um, you got to you got to kind of stem that tide uh, a little three bit. Three people right? after Mike Alden. I don't. I think it is three people after Mike Alden now. I think that's how far removed we are uh, from Mike Alden. But I mean, can you see Gary Pinkle doing something like that? You know, oh, one of the, no. I mean, Gary, Gary is one of the most respected Hall of Famer now. Went into the College Football Hall of Fame. I got to imagine week. Norm Stewart was even like, Ew. yeah, like even Norm was sitting up there, right? You think uh. Norm is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Because at the end of the day, the norm thing, like I was at a, a party with, but obviously we we're all a bunch of KU people sitting around watching it. Not one person knew who the Missouri coach was, by the way, um, or that guy for Kansas, number 42, that big dude that came in with like the one arm with all the tattoos that was playing late in the game. Like, who's this guy? Uh, who's the green kid? Um, so, He's the guy that helps him get out of a hostile gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like that guy was like the regulator out there. He's running security at the yeah, end of the game, yeah, right? Yeah, like that guy yeah. had no idea who that cat was, yeah. right? And and where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Knowing knowing the coach, Drinkslitz. Drinkslitz was uh, doing his thing. So you and... told him all the wrong name is what you did. That's at how you party. contributed. That's how you contributed. Like, no, what you brought I, to the I, table. I, I know who the coach is. It's uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I, I one of uh, my buddies says you know, I was listening to you guys on Friday. Goes, I didn't know any of those names either of those people uh, that you guys were talking about. I go, yeah, nobody does. It's college basketball in a nutshell. But I, I think you know, with yeah, with, with Drinkslitz doing his thing, at least with Norm, like the the rivalry was different. With Norm, I felt like because it was really truly embraced by both sides. I mean, we gave the man a rocking chair when he retired. At the end of the day, I think if you ask Kansas fans, yeah, I really like Norm. I thought he, you know, he was fun. Drinkschlitz is just doing dumb things. Like that was just ridiculous. Like this Missouri is, fans uh, look at that and they got to go, okay, time to move on. This is a, a tweet from C. Dot that pretty much sums it up for all of us Missouri fans. Is uh, my issue with Drinkschlitz is he's more known for all the extras instead of what he's accomplished on the field. Personally, over the sizzle, I want the steak. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's Tired of all the nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And, and this is a really good one from the text line from the 660. I love the trolling, but only if we were playing KU in the Liberty Bowl to create the buildup. Absolutely. Absolutely. If the game was at the Liberty Bowl and that that yesterday was the beginning of the, the oh, hype. Geez, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fine. Go with it. You literally chickened out, Drink Schlitz. You'd be fighting for two. This would be two more weeks of like. Just yeah, it would be flames. great. Just fanning yeah. the flame, but you yeah. chickened out. You can't do it. Nope. So they're back preparing for the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, it's wake. What and kind of signs will be held up at that one? Kansas will be taking on Liberty, or I mean, uh, taking on Arkansas at the Liberty Bowl, yeah. December twenty eighth. Who's really excited about those two games? Like, but again, the the topic of conversation amongst us at the uh, watching the game on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Which, by the way, I've got to get into this excuse one of our friends used to get out of going to the game. He, he uses excuses all the time. This one was, I'd come, but the game is too late in the day. It started at 4.15. He's more of a noon basketball Wait, gamer. Too late. This was yeah. also the same guy that told us one time <laughs> that he couldn't come out because he was cooking a ham. <laughs> the man's never made a ham in his life. Not to mention, you got to really pay attention to ham. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's a slow smoker right there, buddy. You can't, leave the, you can't leave a ham unattended. We all know that. A ham? So so mm. one of our buddies walks in. He goes, yeah. 4.15 is too late. He, he had to get to first in the cafeteria, we, the blue plate special. He's like, Where, where's Jason? Well, he was going to come, but he, he said it's the late. game was too late. We, it's excuse night game. me? It's a night game. Too it's late? It's 4.15. It's the middle it's of the afternoon. It's getting dark then. 4.15? So chicken uh, drink schlitz over there at Mizzou, if you were going to play Kansas in the Liberty Bowl, this would have been fun leading up to it. But everybody even said, like even all the KU fans that I was with are like, why would he do that? Why chicken out? It would have been great for the fans. And that's what the bowl games need to be. The Gasparilla Bowl or the Sarsaparilla Bowl or the Sassafras Bowl, who the hell cares? If you were playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl like you were supposed to be, then this is the beginning of two weeks of trash talk. Yep. But it falls on deaf ears because you chickened out. Yep. You can't talk trash against the team when you chickened out playing them.